you have to beat your competition. You have to you have to be posting every day, twice a day. You know, you you have to never let your customers forget about you or your your followers forget about you. Starting or growing your business is hard work. But now you are listening to the Better Business Podcast with me, Steve Cook, and I'm going to try and make it a little easier on you. We on this podcast help you grow a better business with real advice from professionals, and today is no different. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Better Business Podcast. I am your host, as usual, Steve Cook. And on today's episode, I have a special guest by the name of Brandon Harahoe. He is a marketing expert. In a past life, he owned and operated his own email marketing agency, but is now currently the VP in charge of marketing and creative for the Montana Knife Company. The Montana Knife Company is one of the fastest growing businesses in the hunting and outdoors industry. Brandon was just telling me that it has only been formally around for nine months to a year or something like that, but uh, Montana Knife Company is growing very quickly, and our topic for today is how to build an Instagram following. Brandon, for a small business to grow an Instagram account and grow a brand through some of these social media platforms that we talk about, I assumed and wrongly assumed that you guys probably put quite a bit of money into advertising. You admitted that you guys have not spent a dime on advertising. Tell me about that. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's kind of like a blessing and a curse. Um, so we are in the knife industry um, and Facebook sees hunting knives as weapons. Um, so we are actually banned from putting any type of ad spend behind our, our, our posts or even creating, you know, top funnel ads that link, that link back to our website. Uh, because at the end of the day, the customer can come to our website and purchase a knife. Um, you know, I've had some, you know, really high end meetings with, you know, Facebook execs, um, the global, um, you know, the global director of, you know, Facebook, like e-com, you know, and all this stuff. And there's just, uh-huh. fortunately, it's written in the guidelines that a hunting knife is considered tactical. It's meant for killing, not for processing meat, um, which a hunting knife, wow. you, obviously you do not kill any animals with a knife. Um, you know, the, you know, the animals usually harvested with a gun or a bow and arrow. Um, so it's this interesting spot that they put us in um, because then also too, on the other side, you're allowed to market culinary knives that are cutting meat on a cutting board, but you can't advertise hunting knives that are cutting meat off the bone. You know, it's kind of like one of those things. I could understand that if like hunting or something was in your name, you know, but it's, it's, it's Mm -hmm. crazy that like, you're just a knife company and, and that they have you flagged like that. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and like I said, like I've talked to physical people at Facebook, um, you know, our ads rep manager, and then like also the, you know, the, the guy that was a global director, I forgot his actual title. And he's like, yeah, he's like, there's just nothing we can do because of the nature. It has to be a culinary chef knife to be able to advertise on, um, on, you know, Facebook and Instagram. And there's like workarounds, like there's ways to like promote, a certain like part of the brand. Like if we wanted to just do t-shirts or if we wanted to just do, gotcha. um, you know, you know, some other knife merchandise or something, work, right. Merchandise. Or like, if we want to, you know, build a blog and promote the blog or build a podcast, promote the podcast, there's workarounds it work. There's ways to work around it. But, okay. um, you know, we haven't got to that point yet where we need to do that because of, you know, it's kind of put us in a position to, grow this brand organically and it's been working so well for us that we're just we're just going to double down on that until we hit some type of market you know like market saturation gotcha that's really interesting so getting into more like you know specifically instagram for a small business for the purpose of selling things you know i think there's kind of a difference between whether you enjoy it or not you know if you kind of take that out of the equation how do you feel is the current state of Instagram? Do you feel like it's growing more than ever? Do you feel like it's on a downward spiral? Do you feel like it's already dead? What, how do you feel about Instagram? 
So, you know, I, I'm not particular to any platform. Um, you know, personally, I would probably end up favoring Instagram um, just because I am a photographer. Like that's, you know, what, what, you know, what I got like my start with and that's what's always worked really best for me. You know, it's always been our, my strongest tool in my toolbox is photography. So I've always leaned towards Instagram, but, you know, to me, it's that's just where our customers are right now. That's where our demo is. You know, we're, you know, we're a pretty expensive night company. So, um, you know, we have to know where our customer is. You know, you know, TikTok has a certain age range. You know, it's like 13 to 24, you know, and I'm not saying they don't have the money to buy a 300 $350 knife, but they're just not there as much as where the Instagram demo is. Um, and the Instagram demo is that, you know, 25 to 45, 25 to 40, you know, um, and just, we just seem to have so much more engagement there. So once we notice, so like, you know, Instagram's our spot, just go all in. Um, not forgetting Facebook, you know, we still do everything on Facebook. We, we create some content for it, but it just doesn't hit like it does on Instagram. Um, same thing with TikTok, um, same thing with YouTube, same thing with Twitter. Um, you know, we're on everything and we, we, we constantly dabble and test it just to see if we can ignite something. But um, nothing is, you know, hit like Instagram. And, you know, I get that. I get, you know. Why do you think that, that is? Point. Do you think it's because your demographic is there so much? Or do you think it's because maybe you're better at Instagram than, than other platforms? Um, I definitely think it's a mix of both. You know, I, we're really good at Instagram. But what, what's the beautiful thing that I like about Instagram that I can't seem to do with the other platforms, especially with like things like TikTok, um, is it's really hard to hold a conversation with your customer on those other platforms, you know? So like if, if you go into our DMs, like every, every our DMs or even our comments, like every comment, you know, we respond to it and there's threads inside those comments. And there's, so the thing is, is it's, it's, it's a place for us to actually communicate back and forth with our customer better than any other platform, gotcha. you know? Like I, I like to I like to measure likes and I like to measure shares and all that stuff, but you know what I like to measure is like a DM. Like, are is that customer reaching out to like did a post ignite something in them to the point where like they don't even want to talk about a comment. They want to go directly to the owner and be like, "You said something that hit hard with my core beliefs, and I want to discuss about it." And now like those people are are technically kind of like our friends. And I mean, there's you know I've had month long conversations with some of our customers you know, about, you know, cause you know, our big thing is, you know, you know, American manufacturing, you know, you know, hiring local, buying local, you know, like that's a really big, you know, belief system in our company. And, you know, people want to talk about that, you know? And, and so, like I said, I don't, I don't think Instagram, I don't think Instagram is dead. I just think it's a lot harder to grow a natural an actual organic following than it was in the past. Um, you know, there's no more hacks for Instagram, you know, they've blocked all the hacks, they've blocked all the follow on follows, they blocked all the buying followers, they blocked all that stuff. So people are like, ah, now it's hard. Well, yeah, because now you actually have to do the work, you have to make- Zuckerberg's um, freaking smart, so deal with yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> he's smart, and you, know, and, and you have to beat your competition. You have to you have to be posting every day, twice a day. You know, you, you have to never let your customers forget about you or your, your followers forget about you. So, um, that was kind of like a long answer, but like, no, I don't think Instagram is dead. Um, you know, honestly, like I don't see anything on the horizon for that, for that age group. Like I don't see them all moving to TikTok. They might, but I really don't think that's really where they're going to go. So what if know, TikTok releases a picture update or something like that? Do you think then they would? Uh, they, they would, but like, again, like I said, I don't think it's the, the picture versus video thing. I think it's just, how TikTok is set up. Like TikTok to me is for viewing. It's just for going sure. and just endless scrolling. Quickly. Like, I don't know. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know how much like people actually go on TikTok and actually just sit there and communicate. Yes, there's comments, but it's those comments are secondary to just sitting there and just, it's almost like watching TV to me. Like I'm not going and talking, you know, I'm not, you know, interacting with the commercials, like on Instagram, you're sure. actually literally just interacting with commercials. It's kind of crazy when you really think about it, because it's just businesses putting out commercials and then the customers get to interact with it. Um, so, yeah. That's interesting. 
on one of the things we had talked about before you, when I asked what is something that every small business owner should stop or start doing right now, one of the things that you had said was that, um, people should stop focusing on what everyone else is doing in a Instagram world. Do you, how do you feel that, um, what's something you see that small businesses or, or businesses in general do that drives you crazy? Um, you know, just like at, at the beginning, you know, just watching people try to mimic like every other company or specifically try to mimic things that do well for other people outside of their industry or outside of their market or outside of their, their demo, you know, early off. So it's, you know, if you're a company, you know, and like, you know, well, let's just use like, like Montana Knife Company, for example, you know, you know, we're, we're built on the pride of creating an awesome product, you know, American manufacturing um, and all that stuff. And it's a super very, it's, I mean, it's a pretty serious, you know, context, you know, like we're talking about, sorry, I just, I said serious and it opened up my Siri. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, but no, but like I said, like our, our context is very serious based, you know, because it's something that we want to, you know, we want to drive home. So we don't want to go out and make gag reels, you know, and bring in gag reels or something like that because gag reels are hitting hard, you know, or like, you know, you know, trying to mimic some of these like funny TikTok videos and then inject them into our brand. Um, so, you know, so basically words. if you want to relate this to all different kinds of businesses, stay in the lane that you're selling. So if you're selling a serious product, post serious videos, if you're selling <laughs> a, a laid back product or, or maybe a restaurant or something that hosts a lot of parties or something like that, stay with the, the way that your, um, company, um, is perceived. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and it doesn't mean you can't go out and test those things, but you know, find out what, what, like what your customer is, what your customer is expecting to see. Um, and then just kind of double down on that. How do you think you guys are unique from other people as far as I understand that your product is definitely unique, um, especially being, you know, American source and things like that and, and a high quality product. But how do you think that specifically Montana knife company is different on Instagram. You guys have tens of thousands of followers and that's hard to do, especially in the short amount of time that you guys did it. Um, what's different about your Instagram page? What can people learn from you? Um, you know, I, I think the, I mean, the number one thing is consistency. Um, you know, I, you know, going back, I think I've only not posted two days this year. Wow. So it, most days I'm posting twice. And those two days I missed were just, we were just out of service in like Arizona out the top. You were of hunting, the huh? Yeah, we were hunting. So um, <laughs> that's awesome. You know, yeah. Yeah. So, so the biggest thing is just, just consistency and just constantly making sure you're always posting, you know, it's just like podcasts, you know, it's the same, same notion. It's like the most popular podcasts are the ones that get released every week or every other week. And the customer knows that it's going to be multiple there. times so, a week. Yeah. 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 So, how, do you, um, how do you think people should post? Um, let's say someone's just starting out and this is for all industries this is for a restaurant, for a, a coffee shop, this is for a, you know, feed store. How many times do you think they should post in their feed? How many times do they think you think they should post in their story? What should, what should they do? Just kind of give a general overview. You know, I, I think no matter what one post every day, um, you know, and just start with that, just do that for a couple months and just see what that does. If it doesn't do anything, you know, maybe, like I said, maybe just social media isn't your demo, um, you know, go test it somewhere else. So, you know, so this is, you know, specifically if social media is working for your company, you know, kind of double down on it and just post every day, you know, timing wise, that is based off of your customer. You know, I found out that, you know, our most engaged times is Friday night and Saturday night, huh. you know, and, 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 and like you listen to any like social media person and, you know, or, you know, director or whatever, you know, they're like, no, it's Tuesday mornings, Thursday mornings are the popular times because that's when everyone's at work. But our demo is extremely blue collar. So I know that, you know, they're working during the day. Our, our social media is pretty quiet during your nine to five. In the evenings, they're at home. They put the kids down to bed. They're sitting on the couch or whatever they're doing. And they're, that's usually when they're catching up on their social media. And then, you know, on Fridays, like that's when I save like my juicy posts, like something that can get people talking, 
and I find out like those Friday night posts are just fire because people wow. were, you know, engaged and same thing with Saturday nights, you know, I did a test and we sold some limited run t-shirts on a Saturday night and launched them Saturday night at 9 PM. It might even been like 11 PM East coast time. And you know, that was one of our fastest selling t-shirts just because, you know, I'm, I'm testing things and I'm, and I'm listening to what our customers are doing and who our customers are. Um, you know, I think that's where a lot of people, you know, remember your social media isn't nine to five. So, you know, and, and that's, it, it's hard when you have social media you know, interns, you have social media people working for you that are on salary, you know, they work nine to five, you know, but it's kind of getting to think outside of that and, you know, look at your entire 24 hour clock and see where your customers are. Well, and here's the deal. I mean, it's, it's up to the business owner. How, how, how bad do you want to build a following on these platforms? Yeah. You know what I mean? If it, if it means a lot to you, then here's what it takes, you know, posting multiple times a day, staying up late, you know, that's, that's what it takes to, to do that. So it's kind of up to the, the business owner. Um, you know, Brandon, one thing I was thinking is, um, when you're talking about this, um, it seems like this knowing your customer, understanding your customer is, um, what you're kind of, um, passionate about, I guess you could say, you, you had mentioned that you sometimes test new demos or not to be afraid to test new demos. What do you mean by that? If somebody knows, um, you know, Hey, I, I have this demographic is who usually shop, shops with me. What do you mean by testing new demos? Oh, no, no this is a great question. And I, I'll, I'll tell you a couple of tests that, that completely failed for us. I wouldn't say they failed, but they just didn't hit as hard as I, I would personally expect they would. So you know, in the knife world, you know, the hunting knife world, obviously hunters are our key demo, but there's also, but everyone, pretty much everyone in the United States owns a knife, but they, you know, it might be a steak knife. It might be a kitchen knife. It might be a pocket knife. It might be, you know, something. So I have to like constantly find out like who, whenever we put our brand in front of a certain demo, does it resonate? You know, so, you know, over the summer I did like a big push, like, let's, let's go after like the moto ATV, you know, outdoors, you know, recreational vehicle crowd. Um, so we, you know, we set up some creative content for that. The pictures were amazing. It's probably some of our best looking photos and stuff like that, but it just didn't resonate. It just didn't hit. So it's just like, so we tested it. Um, I have all this stuff. I'm going to keep on posting it. We're going to keep on testing it, but. I know that like, okay, let's not double down on the dirt bike guys. Um, even though like that's very Montana, it's very everything. It just didn't resonate as hard as like the hunting, the EDC world, um, which is everyday carry in our industry. Um, gotcha. You know, and then obviously, you know, farming and ranching, like what, like your industry, like that's our demo. Those are our core guys, but we have to test those other industries, you know, to find out if, if, you know, if we're attracted to them or not. And if, if, if you don't mind explaining a little bit more, what is a, what shows to be a successful test or a failed test? Is it the amount of engagement you get? Is it, you know, sales? Is it the amount of people that went directly to the website after? Is it direct messages? What is, what is a test and, and how do you deem it successful or not? It's, it's a great question. And I really don't have, um, an exact answer for it's you. It's all gut it feel like. It's a little, yeah, it's a gut feel. And it's just like overall everything. Like when something hits, you know, it hits, like, there's no question. There's, you know, there's tons of comments, there's tons of likes, there's DMS, there's tons of page views, um, you know, sales I and mean, people are looking at your merge I mean, people are signing up for your emails. Like, so if you look at that big old, you know, all those little data points, that's what, you know, I look at successful, but you know, when something just falls flat, you're looking at your averages and you're in, you know a photo you post a photo and it's you know you're usually getting a thousand to two thousand likes and you get like 365 you're like okay it wasn't timing it's just that's just not our demo cool let's yeah. move on <laughs> how do you you had said that um all your social your email your sms all have the same voice um what do you what do you think that that means to somebody that, um, you know, maybe has multiple different pages, has, um, different platforms that they're marketing on. Um, why do you think that that's important for all the things to look the same? You know, um, so like, like, like I said, you know, right now, social media is, is our bread and butter. It's our biggest hitter. Um, but on the back end, you know, we're doing a ton with email. 
Um, and then that's also to like, I own the email agency, you know, an email marketing agency. Um, that's where I saw a ton of success with my previous companies I worked with, you know, collecting data, collecting data, um, you know, having all that to pull from, and then also owning that data versus not owning social media, which is probably something we'll get into tomorrow, you know, later in the call with, with the black Monday we just had. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, the biggest thing is, is like, you know, for us, like we're social media, you know, like our top of the funnel is social media. People come to us because they're attracted to our social media. So when I send them emails, it, it has to feel and resonate with the stuff that brought them to our brand. You know, I've seen a lot of brands, they, they're just absolutely crushing social media. And then you sign up for their newsletter and it looks like some PR agency wrote it. Mm. And it's like, you know, that's completely different. Like, you know, you know, if, if, you know, if they get an email that's, you know, 1600 words long and it's like, looks like it's written like a PR release and like, no, the person just came to your brand because they saw a picture with, with, you know, the two sentence caption and loved it. Like, yeah. so there, so if your social media based company is your top of your funnel, like you really want your email to match that, especially, you know, I mean, even go as far as like, if you're a TikTok brand, like your emails should be big, bright gifts and like all this stuff, the stuff that attracted them to your brand, you know, you don't want to throw them a haymaker and just be, have a text-based only email when you're, when you're pulling it from these like very bright, beautiful, like forms of marketing. You know, that's really interesting. Um, in the feed company, we have a pretty large following on uh, Facebook is where we kind of, uh, I guess, cause I, you know, popped first and, um, I found it interesting in our email, we have, you know, hundreds of, of email subscribers. And I noticed that when we started sending, um, very polished, um, great email, uh, whatever you want to call it templates or, or whatever, like an email campaign that was very nicely done, it did worse than when you just had just plain Jane writing or, or just a single picture or something like that, that was way easier to create. And it actually did better. Well, what I thought was, this looks like spam. This looks like everybody else's, you know, deal. But I think, you know, what what might be more true than that is the content that we have on our Facebook page is down to earth, filmed from a cell phone, <laughs> you know, very uh, spur of the moment, you know, type of stuff. And and uh, it might resonate a lot more because that's where the majority of our, our customers are coming from. So um, that's great advice that, uh, kind of keep everything, the look and the feel of everything kind of make it similar. Yeah, no, no. And, and that's a great observation. And I, and I would have to like, take a look and, you know, see what your social media looks like versus your email, but that makes sense. And like, again, like I said, I've just seen it happen so many times where, you know, the email, the de email department isn't working with the social media department, you know, and those guys are in the same funnel. There's the same sales funnel, but they're not really working with each other because, you know, traditionally email marketers are coming from that PR world and social media marketing is kind of coming from like that millennial, you know, Gen Z, you know, kind of like, you know, world and they don't, they really haven't matched. And, you know, I've always said like, you know, if, if your company's emails aren't performing or not doing like switch your content, treat your email, like your social media, if your social media is working. Um, you know, and I've, I've, you know, I've tested this and I've done it even with Montana knife company is that, you know, if we have a post that absolutely crushes, that's just a picture and a story, email it to your people, email huh. it to them. Don't even, that doesn't even have to be sales-based just because if they found it interesting on Instagram, that means it's they're the going to find people. it interesting. It's the same <laughs> people. They're going to find it interesting in their email, you know, and it doesn't mean like every email has to be salesy, you know, so it, it then gives them a reason, like maybe I'll open this up and I'll read about this truck seat or read about like something random, you know, that doesn't make any sense with the brand, but it's, you know, they're, they're being brought in by social. So just remember that the whole way down there, down the funnel. I want to ask you some, I want to get, um, tactical tips, tactical advice that you would give to, um, small business owners specifically for Instagram. And one of those things that I think a lot of people talk about, but maybe not that many people do, um, is you had mentioned influencers. Um, that's actually how I became aware of you guys is, uh, Cameron Haynes had, uh, 
posted either a story or a picture um, and tagged you guys. Um, do you guys um, reach out to people? Do you send gifts to people or anything like that to to try to promote your Instagram? Yes, and and this is probably one of our our best um, successes is you know growing our Instagram account because like I said, we can't pay to put our product in front of people. So what we have to do is is you know, and, and I don't even like using that word influencer. It's like, these are people in our network. These are fellow hunters. These are people that we want to talk to. These are people we want to actually be friends with. These sure. are people we actually want to go hunting with. Um, so, you know, at first, you know, we, cause, cause like you said, like, I, I think there almost needs to be a division between what influencer marketing is and then also what like network marketing is. And like, what Instagram do you mean by network that? Mark- so like, to me, when I think influencer marketing, you're going to like an influencer firm, you're paying for the person with the biggest likes and you're paying them here, post this, say this, do this, say this. And that's like, you know, when someone's a, a paid influencer, Sure. Um, you know, we, we've never really gone that route. What we do is, you know, we're just like, Hey Cam, like we, we've been following you for years. Love what you do. Can we send you, send you knives? No, you know, no obligations. Just if you like them, you like them. You know, and, and that's what we do. Um, you know, we do that with a lot of people, you know, in different industries and stuff like that. The biggest thing is, is like getting to know them, getting, you know, bring and then bringing in other companies that are in your related space, but aren't competitors. Um, okay, what you know, do you mean by that? that? So for us in the hunting world, um, you know, we, you know, like we're friends with some of the, the top camo companies. We're friends with some of the top optics companies. We're friends with some of the top bow manufacturers, gun manufacturers, pack manufacturers, like because. And how know, do you, us, how do you work together with each other though? So what we do is, you know, at the beginning before we had any, you know, clout or how would you say like any like reputation. Sure. You know, we went out and just bought everything out of our own pocket. So we went and bought packs and we went and bought, you know, binoculars and we went and bought camo. And we started working all of their stuff into our content um, and pretty much giving them free content through us. So we would, you know, I, what I would do is I would do a photo shoot with all, you know, like say like Everly Stocks camo. Um, and then what I would do is you know, we'd post about it and then I would DM them like, hey, um, we were on a hunting shoot. We you know, use all your camo. Here's a free Dropbox of content. And then I don't know where they're sharing our stuff with our knife in it and all this stuff. And, you know, we, you know, I've done this, you know, 20, 30 times. And it's cool because you're, you're giving to a brand before you're asking them to promote your stuff. You're not even really asking like they, they're, they're proud to promote your stuff. And if someone did that vice versa, and we've had people take notice and do that. And it's like, awesome. We have nice pictures to post now. And then just happen. I feel like that is one thing that, that people get wrong so often on social media is just like that. If you receive an email or a Dropbox from somebody with a bunch of content for you with and you know who it came from you know how to tag them you know what they're you know what they're wanting from that it's like don't say it it makes me mad when people are like they give this whole spiel and they're like (laughs) so if you need you know advice on blah 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 reach out to my you know it's like you don't have to say it we know what you're doing like just leave it at that and it makes it less you know like people understand what you're doing just just leave it at that right right and, and like you said and, and it, but it's not like we're not providing value up front either you know it's not like we're asking yeah. for anything for free and, and and you know i think that's the biggest thing is provide value up front when you're when you're small and then once you start getting bigger then that's the point where you get to be a little pickier and do some other stuff and you know other brands will start taking notice like dude these guys are blowing up like they're kind of like the hot girl in high school right now yeah. like let's you know, let's, you know, rise with them. So. so have you found that other brands actually push your stuff or, or do they just kind of share your stories and stuff like that, that, that helps you? You know, it's, it's been a mix. It's been a mix. You know, we've had some, I mean, some great brand partners um, and, you know, we push their stuff. They push our stuff hard. I mean, like, you know, even we've had other brands on when we have a knife drop, they'll, they'll dedicate a post to our knife saying like, Hey, these guys are dropping a knife tonight, Thursday. And, you know, this is their wow. chance to, this is your chance to go get it. And like that stuff we love. And, and, and obviously like if they do that to us, like once we'll, we, we usually, you know, reciprocate three times, you know, yeah. because, you know, you can't take that stuff lightly. It's huge. 
Um, you know, and that's an, you know another thing too. If a brand is willing to share their customers with you, that is just that's the ultimate form of just like a compliment, flattery. Then you have to you have to take that very serious. You know, and even more is like you know you're you're taking on some of their customers. You have to treat them well. You have to make sure you're you know you're respecting them. You're showing them great content, and then also too you're respecting the brand that, that they came from too. So you can't take them from one brand and they start shoving another brand in front of their face. Right. <laughs> face. Yeah. You know, so it's, it, you know, it's a, it's, you know, it's a balance. Right. Um, that's incredibly tactical um, advice that people can, can use to you leverage other people with large followings to grow. Um, when it comes to creative, you've mentioned photo shoots, you've mentioned videos, things like that. Um, what are things that, you know, where do you sit on the line of you need to hire a, a $20,000 videographer or you need to shoot everything on your cell phone in a dark room. You need to, you know, um, what should businesses do that um, would help them specifically for Instagram? You know, that, you know, that's, that, it's very like business specific, but if I had to give anyone advice that I've seen work really well is, um, hire a bunch of different people for short amounts of time. So go out and hire creatives. Just say like, Hey, for the next three months, well, I'm going to put you, I'm going to hire you for three months. I want, you know, three galleries a month. Um, and then, you know, if they, if that works out, you know, hire them for more, but if it doesn't work out, you said three months, move on to the next. And the idea is to slowly start curating these group of creatives that want to go out and shoot your stuff. You know, and, and that's what we've done really well with Montana Knife Company is, you know, we worked with a ton of creatives. You know, some people just, you know, shooting a knife is hard when it's not hunting season. And we understand that. But then some people like, you know, we have this one photographer. She's just absolutely killing it for us, you know, because she goes camping every weekend. She takes her knife out and shoots these beautiful shots. And we're like, okay, you're stuck with us. No matter what, doesn't matter. You're our girl right now for camping. So what I say is, you know, start instead of hiring someone right off the bat, start hiring, you know, freelancers for small amounts of time to see what works with your brand, see what, see what stuff you actually like, see what works on your social media. And then just kind of, and you can kind of see that there's underlying theme and test everything constantly test, constantly test. And, you know, um, yeah. So, so that's what I would advise for any brand, Um, you know, in like video, you know, it's like, I love video. I absolutely love it, but it's hard to produce enough video to post new content every day. Yeah. So videos are very important, but in this world of where you have to be posting every day, when we're talking specifically about Instagram, if you're like, I'm like Montana Life company isn't the brand where I could just pick my phone up and start talking to it. And it's an amazing piece of content, you know, for a digital marketer or for, you know, someone who's trying to grow businesses and they're just dropping facts about, you know, businesses advice like or that, something. Or yeah. Advice, like a video every day, like that's going to hit, it's going to resonate. People are going to share about that. But, you know, like going back to like your guys's personal brand, you know, for a feed store, a vid- you know, it's going to be hard to do a video every day yeah. on, you know, feed, but a photo from a photo shoot, you get this big drop box with like a hundred photos, you know, from different angles, different horses, different locations, different, you know, people using it, different applications then you have stuff to post every day. Sure. And do you think that, um, what do you think, and I know this is hard, but if you had to set it up in a, you know, a two sentence answer, what do you think sets Montana Knife Company's Instagram? I know that, you know, the company is a totally different deal, but just your Instagram, what do you think sets it apart from other, you know, there's other knife manufacturers that let's say, you know, I don't know, Benchmade or Gerber or whatever. There's other mm-hmm. knives that um, can run an Instagram and get the same pictures you guys can. Do you think it's your pictures are more creative? Do you think it's the strategy behind the scenes of, of the sharing and the things like that? What do you think has built you guys' following um, over the last, you know, nine months to a year? You know what? I, I think about it, I think about that all the time. Like, what makes us different? You know, I want to do more knives. of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to do more of it. Yeah, because you know, it is a knife. You know, everything that's been everything that could possibly done be done to a knife has been done. It's 
It's like one of the oldest industries in the world. When you really think about sharp, stabby things. Wow, that's, the first that's cool true. Event. Yeah. So, so you know, hundred twenty thousand years, whatever the you know how long man's been around, they've been making sharp, stabby things. So whatever has <laughs> been done has been done. But what I what's what I think separating us apart is that we're bringing our customers along for the journey of us building this company from scratch. We're very transparent about our issues, um, sourcing steel, sourcing products, nuts and bolts for the knives. Um, you know, there's been times like, listen guys, we're just completely out of steel. Like we just, we just can't make any more knives. And we're very transparent about that. And, you know, we have people, we literally have customers trying to source steel for us. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that it's amazing but but the idea is like like bring them along along the run and you know our content is based off of growing our company it's it's kind of like a behind the scenes like yes we do post these big you know, beautiful polished photos but if you look at our stories our stories are kind of like behind the scenes it's josh's you know josh making knives josh's kids in the shop you know boxing knives and all this stuff so you kind of get both worlds you get the behind the scenes you get the you know the polish you know thing and then also to bring in all the friends of our brands the people you know relate to and all that stuff so i think that and then you know also just us being you know we're kind of like a you know there's only five employees right now so we can be really nimble people um, like to see the underdog yeah side yeah. yeah yeah that's interesting well man uh tell me what you you probably didn't do anything yesterday because there was nothing you could do. So uh, tell me, tell me what yesterday was like for you. If I mean, here's the deal: like, I'm thinking this might not even be uh, posted for you know three or four weeks. So mm -hmm. if there is like another crazy story that comes out of we know why that happened or whatever, then that'll be interesting to uh, look back on this episode. But what do you think happened yesterday? And and uh, what what went on on from your point of view of the Instagram Facebook Facebook company shutting down? So, yeah. So obviously, yesterday is I guess people are already dubbing it right now Black Monday. This is the longest <laughs> you know awesome. uh, social media outage. Uh, it was six hours long without Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp app. Um, you know, wow. I talked to a high up in Amazon, and he's like, "Nope, they're just DNS servers got rocked. Someone rocked their DMS, DNS servers." That's what I'm hearing. Not saying that's what what what's actually happened. Um, so the big thing is, is that social media was down for six hours on a Monday during the middle of the day. Um, you know, crazy thing was, is, you know, we have, we have a release this Thursday for, for, for our next knife. Um, and so these release weeks are huge for us. So I have a lot of, you know, these social media events planned to happen until Thursday and, you know, Monday morning we launched a knife giveaway with one of our biggest, you know, net, you know, like in, I don't want to say influencers, but one of our biggest friends, Andy Stump. You know, he's he's big with Black Rifle Coffee oh, yeah, and his podcast yeah. and all this stuff. And you know, Monday morning he launches this, you know, win a one-on-one custom knife from me. All you have to do is follow follow my page and follow Montana Knife Company. And that happened Tuesday morning, and within an hour, it had like two thousand comments, you know, four thousand likes. It's just blowing up like our Instagram's blowing up. And then if, you know, I'll let you guys into a little secret that I found too, a little, you said a little tactical secret is if you do a giveaway on someone else's page and you know, it's going to be big, it's like one of your big hitters, do a giveaway on your page at the same time for something different. Because huh, those okay. people that entered are coming because they're giveaway people. So they okay. entered the page through a giveaway. They're going to land on your page. And so what we did, I'm not sure if you've been on our page or not, we gave away, we're giving away a Garmin watch. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so that was, so we we, we planned that so that the and one is Garmin is one of those companies, kind of going back to what you were talking about earlier, is Garmin one of those companies or you just kind of just went and bought a random Garmin deal or what? Well, so, so, so no, so Garmin's completely neutral. So we have no contact with Garmin, so it doesn't make any of our other other partners mad that we're using this oh, camo or that camo or giving gotcha. this since this pack so we've been giving away a lot of garmin stuff because no matter how hard i try i can't get a contact there which is fine because it's working out for us wake up garmin <laughs> wake up <laughs> <laughs> and like I, I have i wear a garmin watch all the time and you know we always give away like we'll buy products and give away those products that you know we like we personally like you know, well we that's probably why they won't get back to you they're like this freaking guy's just buying all this stuff so <laughs> we just won't get it. back with him <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a perfect business plan. No, it so, is. So, okay. So you give something away on your page, but why? Because that increases the engagement that those people start, they come over to your page and now they're instantly hooked again for, for a, an additional giveaway. Is that kind of why? Yeah, exactly. So the idea is like get them to our page and then get them interacting as fast as possible because that actually helps entice the algorithm. So people, so the algorithm seeing when people land on your page, they're not only following you, but they're liking and they're commenting and they're tagging their friends. So like that just pleases the algorithm. As and much oh, as by the way, you're posting twice a day. So your picture's in the top of their feed next time they get on Instagram. Bingo. bingo. Gotcha. And then also too, for them to know if they win that, if they win that, um, the, the second giveaway, the, the deadline to be announced has to be longer than the original giveaway. So it makes, makes them stick around longer than when they find out they won the, the knife. So I've just, I've just realized, like, I've just, you know, I kind of stumbled on this by accident with a previous giveaway that we were running at the same time. And I was like, let's keep doing this. And I tested it and it worked. But to go back to Black Monday, all of this <laughs> happened two hours before the, the outage. Dang. And I'm like, oh my Lord, like we ended up picking up like, just it was it was a firestorm in the morning like everything possibly that we wanted to happen happened and then instagram and facebook went out so i'm sitting there in my office completely alone completely alone because now i can't even talk to anyone on social media yeah now you <laughs> hey there were some people that i didn't even have another i don't even have another way to get a hold of them you know like that yeah. is how i communicate with some people it's crazy it is crazy. No, and, and that's, you know, I'm talking to all my other like marketing buddies, like we're texting back and forth. We're like, this is the end of the world. Like this is, this is how it starts. <laughs> hey, I, I got really on, think- I got on Gmail uh, right after that. Freaking Gmail wasn't downloading either. And I went oh, on a wow. deal and Gmail was having a lot of like outages and stuff too. And I was like, this is it. Like if Facebook and Google are down, like that's, that's it. <laughs> but that's crazy. So, um, you know, in, in saying that, um, you know, is, is giveaways in, in influencers. I mean, is that kind of the, the two that you, that you stick with? Yeah. Those, those two, they're like, it's like, it's like that network marketing within your, within your industry that have similar customers that would buy your product. Um, that's probably our number one thing. The giveaways are just cool little boosts every once in a while and you can't use them all the time and you can't rely on them but they're good to have just when you know we'll do one like every couple months not once a month you know what i mean so yeah um but then also too you know the biggest thing is and this is my this is my bread and butter from previous work lives and stuff like that is if you're doing social media your number one goal of social media is to get them on your email list get them on your email list or your text message list. Because as what we saw yesterday, there might come a time where is it a a foreign agency, someone just wipes out all that data, wipes out all that stuff. And then you have this company built around Instagram, but you're not gathering emails. You're vulnerable, yeah. Yeah, so for MKC, like our email list is actually twice the size of our social media, just because that's where actually all of our focus is. Um, and, you know, I used to drive my, my business partner, Josh, crazy because, you know, he's a knife maker. Um, he's really good at networking. Like, that's his thing. But right. also, too, when I started working with him, I was like, listen, I don't care if you sell that knife to your grandmother. I want her to I want her email. I want her address. And I want her to put it through her put it through our, our Shopify account. So I so she's cookied. So and it, it used to drive him nuts. But now he's like, now I understand, like. Now we have, you know, yeah. almost a hundred thousand emails. We have all these contacts. We have all these people that if social media, Instagram, Twitter, everything just disappears one day, I own we them. Can still reach yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. That's incredibly powerful. And are you, um, like with that, you had mentioned text message marketing. We, we do quite a bit of that. Um, curious your perspective. How do you, do you guys do that? We, we do. Um, and are you so, just kind of like in the beginning stages or how is it going? Uh, so it, it's interesting. Um, so I, uh, I was fortunate enough to like be one of the, I mean, I want, I don't want this to come off as like hockey or whatever, but like, so I stumbled on a text message marketing, like probably close to 
eight, nine years ago, back when it like no one was doing it and it was like the first time and you know, like we we're literally just scrubbing and there, when there's no rules, there's no FTC rules yeah. in text message marketing. And I was literally just going to our Magento back end, just scrubbing all of our all of our phone numbers, plugging them into like this just super spammy like text message thing and just blasting like <laughs> I'm like you're no the reason we like, got rules now, Brandon. <laughs> That's we we are. I'm definitely the reason. <laughs> hey, so, have you? Uh, so, are you? Are you aware of like? I'm sure you are. Like Gary Vaynerchuk and stuff. Oh yeah, you're yeah. the you're the guy that uh he he always says marketers ruin everything. That's you're the you're the guy. Hundred <laughs> percent. No, it it, it it trust me. And so so I, I've seen I've seen text message marketing work really well. Um, back in the day when no one was doing it, and it was just a form of notification, mass notification, and it worked really well. Um, And then I watched it dip, and now I'm kind of watching it come back, but you have to treat it differently. It's not a form of mass communication. You have to use it as a, it has to be very permission-based for it to work. So for me, just to like scrub my list and just blast someone, like it's just gonna just do worse for it than if I like, listen guys, so, and then, this is another thing that happened yesterday. You know, us being nimble as a small company, we're out for six hours. I was like, there has to be a way for us to use this for our, to our advantage. So what I did is I went and set up an email and pretty much just said like Facebook and Instagram are down. We don't know how long it's going to be down for. This is why companies should, you know, and we're always kind of like that big anti-corporation, anti-global corporation company. And we're yeah. like, this is why companies shouldn't rely on these, you know, big tech and corporations and stuff like that to to get their message out so listen text montana to our phone number um and we'll only let you know when knives are available but then also too that number goes two ways so if you have a question text us and we'll answer it back you rascal and you know just from that one email we doubled our text list because (laughs) nobody was on social media every the only thing they could check is their emails yesterday I, I've, I've never, I never, I never received so many messages from fellow business owners from one email ever. Like you, there some are very powerful messages. Let's yeah. just say that. <laughs> Sorry, sucker. Uh, so, so answer me this: what what uh, text message platform do you guys use? So I run everything through Klaviyo. Um, Klaviyo, you know, which okay. is, yeah, which is a very popular uh, email, you know, marketing a platform. Um, but the, at the end of the day, you know, like. I, I prefer Shopify. It's the easiest to use. That's it's what we coding. use. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great company. And then Klaviyo works best with Shopify. So uh, all that okay. data that comes from Shopify gets plugged into Klaviyo. It's just so, so integrated. Yeah. So integrated, super easy to use. Um, and they, they just rolled out text message marketing last year. So they waited a real long time to get into the SMS game, to do it at a right, to do it the right way. So, I mean, you can go as far as, so, not only do I have that text message that says like, Hey, you know, like, you know, sign up for a text message, but then once they sign up, they instantly get another message saying, you know, giving them tips on how to get a knife, you know, so you can set up flows and stuff like that for social media. I mean, for on SMS. Wow. That's cool. I did not realize that. That's really, uh, that's really interesting. I need to look into that. We use one called zip whip. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it or not, but, um, it was, we started, I don't know, three, four, five years ago. Um, kind of like you're saying it was like right when zip whip came around and there was only like three companies to choose from. And it was one of the rare, um, or one of the, there wasn't very many companies that had a full an actual full length number. And so we're able to use the actual number that people call our store. We're able to use that same number as a text message. So it's kind of like, you know, um, it feels normal. Um, and we just used it for customer communication. Hey, we were out of stock of this. We're it's back in, you know, stuff like that. But now we're actually sending out like a weekly message and things like that. And, uh, but I feel like it has a lot to be desired. It lacks a lot on, um, the text message, uh, marketing portion of it, you know, it's great for just communication and stuff, but on that front, it's, it's a little bit different. So that's really interesting. I'll have to look into that. Um, for one final question, man, um, if you had to give one piece of advice to someone who's feeling plateaued in their business, maybe they're feeling in a rut, um, whether it's just specifically in Instagram or they're feeling like their, their sales are down, they can't grow anymore. Um, you know, again, this could be on their Instagram page or whatever, or maybe they're just starting out. 
um, and you had to give them one piece of advice to better their business, the theme of the, the podcast, what would you say to that person? Uh, you know, um, what I would say the biggest thing is like, you know, if you're a small business and you've been around for a while and you can look back at your history, like do, do an honest audit on your activity, like of what your customers are able to see of you, what your customers have done. Do an honest audit or ask, ask a friend in a fellow industry or a fellow business partner, like, hey, take a look at my Instagram, like really my Instagram, my social media, my email marketing, like every every little communication that you that you send out there to your customers like do an honest audit of it and, and ask yourself would i do that again would i have done it better and you know like would i hire someone to do that would i pay someone to do what i just did um you know if those answers are like man i wish i would have done more i wish i would have done better i wish i went a little harder you know immediately just go and just set a short-term goal for like one month and just be laser focused on that one goal. And if it's like, you know, if you're at, if you're stuck at like 25,000 followers and you want to get to 30, just that next month, just do everything possible to get 5,000 followers. And then once you get that 5,000 followers, just then re kind of like regauge your goals. But um, I guarantee you, like, if you, if you do everything possible to get those 5,000 followers for that next month, it will affect everything in your business. It'll affect your emails. It'll affect, you know, your customers. It'll affect your, affect your orders. It will affect everything. You know, if that one thing is positive for your brand, it's probably going to affect everything. That's really, really good advice, man. I, uh, I sure do appreciate you. You're, um, not only do you have the ideas and the ideology and stuff, but you also have the practical advice. And I, I really appreciate that. Um, both ends of the, of the spectrum on that, you seem like you are a, a very well thought out, um, person around marketing and, um, your, you guys' Instagram and growth is, uh, is proof of that and evidence of, of the good things that you've been doing. So I really appreciate you being on today. Oh, dude, Steve, no, thank you. I mean, this was great. I, you know, I don't get to talk much about you know, the, the, the geeky back end stuff. So <laughs> it, it's, it's fun to talk about it. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Better Business Podcast with me, your host, Steve Cook. You know, starting or growing a business is hard work. So I hope that today's advice made it just a little bit easier for you. We'll be sharing more about this exact topic all this week on my social platforms. You can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, or if you would like to get a, a personalized blog post from me on this topic, you can join my email list and I will send you an email once a week. You can check the show notes to subscribe to that or find me on my website, whatever's easier for you. Now get out there and go grow a better business with this advice from today's Real Pros. Thank you for listening.